What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. This is the John Papaloni Show. Today, I'm interviewing photographer Philip Sutherland from RevPrint to Studio 205. Let me say that again, RevPrint Studio 205. What's going on, Phil? Good, John. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Why don't we start off by uh, giving yourself a little bit of an introduction to what you do to my listeners. Sure, great. Well, RevPrint Studio 205 is Toronto's premier inclusive rental studio for photo photography. We basically will move the lights and assist in adjusting all the lighting equipment. All you have to concentrate on is taking the photos and managing your subject. Well, that sounds, you know, quite simplistic. Well, it's a great way to start. If you went into a recording studio, you would expect a sound engineer. When you come into our lighting studio, we give you a lighting engineer. Well, how did you get into this? Uh, I started photography when I was about 14 years old, so an awfully long time ago now. Uh, uh, we've had a studio now for just over 19 years. And in this building here in Toronto in the West End, we've been here for nine years. Wow, that's quite a bit. It's, it's been a, it surprised me how long it had been, actually. Yeah, for, I mean, my listeners wouldn't know this, but I actually uh, learned my photography skills from Phil himself. And uh, I'm not sure if he taught me to be a friend or if he taught me because what I was doing was frustrating him. But <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm actually very thankful of that. I mean, very great work. What is your website, Phil? Uh, my website is www.revprint, R-E-V as in Victor, P-R-I-N-T dot com. Fantastic. So 19 years, nine years in the West End. Yes. What uh, do you suggest for a person who wants to get into photography, he's never held a camera before, doesn't know what to get, doesn't know what to look at, and uh, is really excited about it, sees pictures, you know, the, and gets, you know, like super hype, but gets stuck when they look at cameras and don't know where to start? Uh, the best place to start is if you can borrow a camera. Uh, it's a great way to start. Just to introduce yourself to using a camera, borrow one from a friend. If not, uh, checking out a photography group, uh, camera club, or experiential event at one of the manufacturers. So Nikon or Canon would have come out in try days before you buy. It's a great way to sort of see what kind of camera you'd like before you buy it. Well, that's actually a great tip. I mean, it's better than what I usually do, which is go to a store, buy one, return it, buy another, return it, buy a third one, return it, then go back to the first one I tried. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so do you have any preference on brands? Uh, preference? I personally use Canon, but it's not actually a preference. I've just been using it for so long. I'm invested in the lenses. That's literally the reason why I bought Canon. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, it's one of those things that basically I remember the lessons, so I don't really need to know what I'm doing. I mean, I have learned why I'm doing it, but I've learned it from the lessons of, you know, place this here, place there. That I know it works. I know why it works. And I just got accustomed to the Canon. So switching to another camera, it's sort of like, oh, I got to learn this all over again. But uh, <laughs> I know I hear a buzz on Sony's. What do you think of them? Uh, Sony's are nice. I find them a little small for my hands. That's my only complaint is I prefer a larger camera body. It's a little bit easier for me to hold. Right, which makes sense. Uh, also, I do more studio work. If I was doing more video, a Sony would be a, a nice camera. But since I'm more in studio, it, it doesn't really benefit me much. Right, so Sony's basically for if you like video and you want video and you want, you know, latest technology for video. Yeah. And travel, it's a nice small camera, easy to carry. That would make sense, total, totally. I mean, obviously I'm into photos myself, hence the Canon. <laughs> um, I remember when I was looking at the uh, Canon, you also, for video, you told me about, I forgot the name of it, something with an O. 
Yes, uh, the uh, Osmo Pocket. Right. What can you tell us about that? Well, that's a, a, a neat, newer product. It's from DGI. Uh, they're the company that makes drones. So basically, this is a drone camera without the drone. So it doesn't fly, but it stabilizes handheld. So when you hold it, it gives you a three-axis gimbal stabilization. So rather than digital stabilization that, that most cameras do, this is an actual active gimbal that keeps the image steady. So you can run with this thing, and it will keep a smooth image. Right. I mean, would you recommend that over the uh, here? Not the Hero, the um, GoPro. If you if the GoPros are great if you need waterproof. Right. If you don't need waterproof, I like the DJI. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Now going back to you know photography basics. What do you think is the most important part of photography? Like would it, would it be the camera, the lens, or the lighting? I the lighting. Uh, it, it's the same as sound recording. The most important part of a sound recording is the sound. Right. So the most important part of recording light, which is taking a photograph, is the light. Well, that would make sense. Can't take a picture in the dark yet. Yeah. <laughs> that might be your future. It's coming soon. <laughs> um, what about, what do you think, uh, like, I've heard before people, like, basically with their phones, you know, do you think the phone technology, like, you know, the new Apple, the new Samsung, and, all, and the, you know, even the Pixel, um, pretty much, do you think that's going to be replacing the SLRs, or do you think there's still a purpose? Um, I don't necessarily think it will replace SLRs. It definitely replaced point-and-shoot cameras and, and changed the way people take pictures on vacations. So it, it drastically changed entire industries because point-and-shoot cameras, which were a huge chunk of most camera makers repertoire of lines is now gone because your phone in your pocket takes a great photo you don't need a point and shoot camera anymore because that's exactly what your phone does right so there still is a purpose for the slrs obviously yeah, slrs are are a different breed they're different equipment for a different purpose and slrs really just allow you a little more leeway to get creative with lighting angles lenses and the fact that the lenses are interchangeable allows you a lot more variation right where once you're on your camera phone you're pretty much stuck with what you got the one neat thing about new camera phones is they now have stereoscopic camera lenses i'll do explain that one stereoscopic camera lenses work like your eyes so it's two lenses offset slightly so when you take a photograph it actually allows you to sort of move through the image on your screen when you scroll it'll actually give you the same effect as if you moved your head in real life how you see around things. Right. Because a regular camera is monoscopic or singular lens. So it's actually taking a very flat image and using the shadows to make your brain interpret depth. This new camera for camera phones is literally using two stereoscopic lenses. It's showing you depth. Well, that's interesting. It, it's, it's, it's very different. I'm not sure if it's just a, a gimmick or if it's actually going to turn it into something more interesting over time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of curious to know that. but yeah. We'll have to wait and see what 14-year-olds do with it and see what they come up with. <laughs> that's true, actually. That's true. Um, which even, that's the other thing, right? Even going back to video, I know I'm flip-flopping here, but even going back to video, it's the same thing that phones have video capabilities right now. So what's where's the benefit of getting the... Um, like a GoPro or something or the other one and getting that versus getting using your phone and attaching it to some form of a stabilizer. 
Well, a, a GoPro is a lot different than a phone in the fact that it's waterproof and relatively impact-proof, and it's designed to be used in extreme situations where you would not want to risk your phone. And price point-wise, it's about the quarter of the price of a new iPhone. So if you're going to stick something to the bumper of your car and drive quickly around a quarter to get a video, you may not want to tape your phone to your bumper. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't suggest that. <laughs> I don't suggest that, you know, leaving it on the floor either <laughs> or on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> or skis. A lot of people like to attach them to their ski boot and then take pictures of video of them skiing. Yeah, I think a phone would be a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to leave my phone strapped to my boot. Especially at these prices. <laughs> <laughs> I break them often enough. I don't need to. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. So what other advice can you give? What other tips can you get? Like, I mean, once you decide on a camera, what do you do from there? Well, once you decide on a camera, uh, explore all the different avenues and types of photography and find out what's your taste, what's your style, what makes you happy. Because there's everything from portraiture to landscape cars, people, your children, pets. I know your cat take lots of photos or chase squirrels in a park. There's just so many things you can take photographs of. You can get into fine art photography, art nude photography, abstract photography. Oh, okay. So basically whatever your personal taste is and what your thing is, that's what you should explore. Explore what makes you happy. Right, obviously based on what you're gonna do would determine which uh, lens you would grab. Exactly. When it comes to purchasing lenses for a DSLR, I recommend, depending on the brand you buy, you can rent lenses. I recommend before you buy any expensive lenses, rent it for a weekend and try it out. Oh, where can you rent these? Uh, places like uh, Viztech, uh, BK3, and there's a few other, I believe in Toronto, that I just, their names are slipping my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a few shops in Toronto, and pretty much every major city in Canada and the US, you can stop and rent most lenses for Canons, Nikons, and some Sonys. Okay, that makes sense. So buy the camera, and before you go out and spend three to $5,000 on a lens, rent one for a weekend and see if it really is the lens for you before you... Right, once again, don't do what I do, which is I bought the lens and then returned them. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you start off? Like, what is your forte? Uh, I started off by photographing uh, competitive dancers and uh, and art and abstract just to really to occupy myself when I was 14, 15 years old. Uh, by the time I finished high school, I was photographing people for money. So it just sort of became a part-time job and, and stuck. Like if I ever needed money, I could just pick up a camera and go do some imaging for somebody. Wow, that's incredible. Like, how did you get into the dance thing? Uh, my mother owns a chain of dance studios and works at other dance studios, so I had a, a built-in customer base that I could access. Okay, that totally makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I kind of knew that, but I was kind of bringing it out. <laughs> it's real great to have just that much of a customer base just built right in family-wise. So, That's true. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you're uh, actually get, are you uh, teaching now? Uh, now I uh, teach photography for the West Toronto Photography Group. Uh, that's a not-for-profit arts group based out of the city of Toronto. And we're based in the west end of the city, basically from Young Street in Toronto, as far west as Hamilton, as far north as Brampton, and we have students that come in from as far away as Barrie and actually Rochester, New York even. So we wow. get students from, from a large swath of area that come in for different photography lessons. Uh, we teach lessons on everything from portraiture and introduction to camera settings to studio lighting, fashion lighting, uh, on-location lighting, and dramatic lighting as well. Wow, that sounds uh, you know very intriguing. 
it's it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a really great time to come out and explore your creative side, set your creativity free, and and have a good time with other people. Well, do you have specific uh, dates or classes, or how would somebody uh, you know determine? Uh how to find you basically and how to book something well if you're interested in the west toronto photography group you can look for us on facebook at west toronto photography group or at our website www.wtpg.ngo oh excellent um is it relatively expensive to uh, to participate we have class it's free to join our group uh we have just over six thousand members right now in the gta and it's free to join. Our workshops are from, we have free events, uh, portraiture events where we bring in a food donation or $25. A lot of our workshops are under $50 and even our expensive workshops are less than a few hundred. So less than a basic college course. Wow, that sounds very great. Yep. Our, our whole uh, business plan, our whole point is to, to keep the price as low as possible while giving people access to quality lighting information and studio use. Wow, I mean, I'm blown away. I mean, uh, what made you get into a non uh, for profit? If um, actually, uh, what got me into it was a, a kind of a scary story. Actually, uh, when I was working on a job for Steam Whistle in Alberta, Canada, I had uh, come down with myocarditis while flying into Alberta, so I didn't know, but I was having heart attacks while I was doing a photography shoot on a Dodge Challenger, and I kept falling over. So I. Uh, Hopped into a cab, went to a walk-in clinic in Alberta, and in Alberta they do blood tests when you come in. So I was sitting in the waiting room and basically a bunch of nurses and doctors ran at me with crash cards and next thing I knew I was being wheeled into an ER and being told that I was having a heart attack. Well, that's an interesting way to come up with a business. It's like, hey, I'm having a heart attack. Let's start a new business. Well, uh, the business came from they left my camera equipment in the lobby of the ER. So I had over $100,000 in equipment was just left on the floor of a hospital. Uh, one of the nurses at the hospital called her friend from a camera club. Uh, they came over, collected all my gear, and put it into storage for me, and even dropped off uh, some sandwiches and some information with a list of all the equipment they had cataloged away for me. And they even helped me find someone to help me finish the photography job while I was in the hospital having surgery. Wow. So once I was better, I realized that I should... This is a really great thing that Alberta has. Why don't we have this in Toronto? So when I came back, I uh, spoke with my friend uh, Herb Townsend, and we formed uh, West Toronto Photography Group. Well, yeah, that's incredible. That's actually what a powerful story. Like, I mean, to be honest, I've known you for years, and I've even watched you develop this stuff, and I didn't even realize that was the uh, starting moment. That was the precipice that started it, and and then it grew from there and kind of took its own form. And over the years, our, our main goal is to give artists and photographers and people who just like photography a chance to get together and avoid loneliness. Loneliness in the city is worse than smoking. It's one of the largest problems amongst 25 to 60-year-old men and women is they don't really get out and be social other than work. So this gives people a chance to drop in and drop out based on their schedules into a group that just constantly rolls along. So they always feel like they can just pick up where they left off. Well, that makes sense. Yep. We're just, it's a much different structure than a traditional camera club, which has a set schedule calendar. We have rotating workshops that every 90 days, the same things repeat on different days. So if say you work every Tuesday night and you can't make Tuesdays, 90 days later, that workshop you couldn't make it to on a Tuesday is now available on a Saturday. Oh, that's, that's actually quite convenient. 
it's it's a it's a nice way to, to work and we were also trying to work on how we could design workshops that were beneficial to both sexes so to get women out to workshops as much as men because i'm sure as many women love photography as men well of course i mean it's creative i mean like it's a chance for a person to express themselves it's a wonderful way to to get out and spend an evening with a bunch of friends yeah it makes total sense um i'm sure everybody has uh you know struggles and moments where you know they feel down on themselves and i mean everyone has that that time in their life that defining moment i mean for you know for your workshop obviously it was the uh trip but can you name another moment in time that sort of strengthened your uh, relationship with photography um oh another point that's a that's a really good question uh another point that really strengthened my my love for photography was that i realized i could use my love of photography to help other members of the community so we do workshops where we either raise money for another not-for-profit or take food donations instead of charging for a workshop and donate to the Daily Bread Food Bank or people like Second Harvest or hopefully coming up in two months we're going to be doing workshops with uh, Socks for Souls where we're going to be doing a photography workshop in Toronto and we're going to raise money to buy socks for homeless people in the city. Whoa, that one I, you know, that that's actually really good. Like, socks is not something I would have thought of. Well, I... My, my thought on things we can do is I, I can't change the world, but I can, I can help feed someone, and I can definitely help get someone some socks. So you may not be able to change the entire world, but you can change somebody's world. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so we're, we're starting off with, with nice ideas that people can wrap their head around, come in, have a great fun time taking photography, be creative, and helping the community at the same time. Well, is there a way that if someone wanted to uh, contribute somehow, like additional contribution some way, or like even just send some stuff is there a way to do that uh yes uh, you can contact us directly through the west toronto photography website at www.wtpg.ngo i got one other question along the same lines but more of uh def- instead of a defining moment is there a well it's kind of a defining moment has there been a uh, moment where uh you know you were just being yourself helping somebody out and realize that uh, you made a, a distinct change in their life? I'm not sure for sure, but I really do enjoy when I explain something to someone and you just see that light go off in their eyes and they're like, aha, I, I now understand. That, that there's no amount of money that could replace that feeling. Right, so it's, yeah, it's fulfillment. It definitely is. So really that's your driving spark, basically. That's, that's my, my love of photography. Being able to share my personal passion with other people and see them light up when they grasp it is 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 worth it every time makes sense makes total sense um yeah like what else okay so once a person learns how to use it they find their passion what else like how how can they basically take their passion to the next level well if it's your passion you can attach it to either a business model a personal model with goals to become a better artist or create a certain set of artwork pieces. Uh, I think start small. Uh, if you want to grow your photography, pick a goal for every 90 days. Like I want to take 25 pictures or 50 pictures or a set of pictures on people or family or whatever your strong point is and just self-curate. Polish it over time and get better. If you're looking to do it for business, get out there and sell. Become consistent. Right, so... 
you're going along the lines where I was thinking of here is that uh, my next question was going to be is um, do you recommend putting you know like if I take a photo and I take a bunch of photo stuff like just say I'm a food guy and I love food and uh, would you recommend that I have somewhere online to post it so other people can see it as well? Or, you know, what would you do with it? Uh, absolutely. Social media and websites are a great way to, to share your photo and your passions for other things like food, uh, recipes, creativity. It's a, it's a great way to share things that you've enjoyed with others and others will enjoy it as well. In some ways, that would kind of make it as well like a, a portfolio as well. Exactly. Well, that's a great start. So once you have that portfolio, you have a great, you know, what, how would you... Uh, like, how do you move forward once you have a portfolio you can show? Like, you found your passion, you want to move forward, you, you take your pictures. How do you uh, blow it up? Um, well, if you're, if you're looking to blow it up and get to the next level, social media is, is a great place to start. Get out there, start sharing, use Instagram, push your numbers up. Um, other than that, uh, getting into a business model, getting into advertising, targeting people you want to sell to and getting your information and your photos in front of them for them to view is a great way to push your career forward. Right, well let me ask you something. In terms of social media, do you have to spend money and does it cost a lot? Uh, you can start with no cost. Uh, over time, it, it can get expensive. The, the prices can grow quickly with the changes in algorithms and the changes in how these companies share your photos. Changes constantly to keep you on your toes. So. Right, so basically your advice here would be to like start now before these changes come in. Yep, get your toes in the water and, and start swimming. Well, exactly. I always believe that uh, action now will you know beat out any plan that you can come up with. I mean, the best time to start anything is now. Yep, well, even failure is learning what doesn't work. I like that one. That one's like a tweetable moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so we got social media. What What is the best... One you like? There's Instagram, Facebook. There, people have Snapchat, um, LinkedIn. What would be your uh, favorite? I love Instagram just because I love the format, and be able to just scroll through images on a constant basis. I'm also a large fan of uh, LinkedIn, uh, just because I I work commercially. So for me to be able to see my peers in a commercial setting is it, fascinating to me. Seeing the technology changes and how other people do business where they're moving to it's almost like a soap opera it's, it's quite dynamic and interesting to watch true but you indirectly just told us also that LinkedIn is a good place to start scouting for uh, for work in a sense yes LinkedIn is is by far the best platform if you're looking to, to work commercially uh, my only warning is since everyone's there for work they have a little less time to spend ogling your stuff oh of course like Facebook is more a relaxing time where people will just sort of scroll through and look at stuff just to kick the tires and check it out. LinkedIn is a little more sharp. Right, which makes sense. But I, I would think the key factor would be consistency. Yes, consistency uh, helps people to understand your brand, understand what you do, and come to the realization that they need you. Right. Also, yeah, speaking of branding, when it comes to this, is there, uh, when it comes to your work, like, you, how would you brand yourself? Like, do you have to be on one particular thing? Can you float around different things? Would you have split it up? <laughs> I'm a terrible example of this. Uh, you should pick one thing and stick to it. Uh, but uh, I'm a studio owner. 
uh, where we do where Charles Premier inclusive studio rentals studio. I also do commercial work, which I advertise separately, and I also run a not for profit which does 150 events a year. So I have three completely hemispherically different marketing programs going on simultaneously. But I try and keep them very separate and with a little bit of crossover because it doesn't hurt. It saves a little bit of time. But in general, I try and keep each thing very segmented so people understand this is what I do. Right. Some people call that uh, multiple forms of, multiple streams of income. In today's economy, that's a great way to stay afloat. Yeah, it makes total, total sense. Any other uh, suggestions and tips? Uh, well, if you're starting off from photography, uh, get out and find a camera club or meetup group or photography group that that does photography. Get out, share it, get your toes in the water, get your experience under your belt, and, and move your way up. Find a friend, rent a studio together for a day, go in and start shooting on your own, and, and explore your creativity. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, thank you very, very much for this interview, Phil. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me out. My pleasure. And uh, for one more time, can you uh, tell my listeners how they would find you? Sure. Uh, you can find my studio at www.revprint.com. We're located in the southwest corner of Toronto, just north of Lakeshore off 30th Street. My personal webpage, if you want to check out my work and my photography, is www.philsutherland.com. Excellent. Thanks for uh, coming again, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. You've been tuned in to the John Papaloni Show playing a different interview every single week. Thanks for coming in and, uh, you know, leave us some feedback of what you think of the show. If you have any questions, feel free to put it in our comments. I'm sure uh, we can get Phil to answer them as well. And uh, thanks for tuning in. See you next week.